Hello and welcome to the New North Podcast, where we investigate the unique sounds and perspectives of exploratory musicians. My name is Joe O'Connor and I'm a member of New North's Artistic Committee, along with Andy Butler and Callum Gaffrey. New North is a new platform for musicians who push boundaries in their areas of practice. This podcast is a companion to our concert series, which celebrates the amazing work of musicians and sound artists, both established and emerging, who make and present work on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Head to newnorthmusic.online for information about upcoming events, links to recordings from previous concerts, and information about our Emerging Artist Commission. You can also like New North on Facebook and follow new underscore north underscore music on Instagram for regular updates about our activities, including our upcoming concert Monochrome, which is at Brunswick Mechanics Institute on August 5th. The sounds that you heard at the beginning of this episode were created by Nick Ashwood and Lily Tate for their performance at our first concert, Ghost Lights. They combine prepared guitar and violin with a range of percussive objects to create slowly evolving textures of beautiful clarity and transparency. I recently caught up with Lily and Nick to chat about this new work and the other things keeping them busy in their musical lives. Hi Nick and Lily, thanks for joining me for a chat uh, to talk about your recent performance at New North's first concert. So I thought I'd direct a couple of questions to each of you kind of individually first um, so that anyone listening has a sense of what you do and um, you know what your musical directions and interests um, are. Um, and so I might start with you Nick. I'm always interested to hear how musicians who are doing really kind of particular and uh, experimental work have arrived at that point. Um, so I was wondering what sort of music you were playing when you were growing up. Uh, no music. <laughs> no music, right. No. So, so when did you start? Um, when I was about 18, I started playing guitar. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I had a bit of a funny life down the bottom end of Tasmania. Yeah. And there wasn't much music happening. Sure. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I was like playing in metal bands, mm-hmm. um, which was fun. And then I was playing in punk bands and metal bands. And then I applied to go to the con, not knowing any theory or any how to read music or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and somehow got in. I think Tasmanian Con just lets anyone in. Um, I'm sure that's not so true. So they let me in and then I started learning jazz. Um, there, so I was get got really into jazz and then I got really into free jazz and I got really into experimenting out of that and mm-hmm. then I got really into experimental music. Yeah, of course. Cool. Now I'm in the experimental music world. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's that's amazing. So um, it's a I funny startup story. Kind of going straight into a jazz degree is such a, an unusual thing to it do. It is, as well, yeah. You know? Not having played jazz as well, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I suppose then it's been this progression through lots of different types of musical styles, um, and you know, how would you describe then your current musical interests? Um, I don't know. I really struggle with that question because. I just don't know what I'm trying to make at the moment. I'm very confused into where I'm going with music. Like I like to do improvised stuff and then mm. I like to do composed stuff and then I like to do deeper composed stuff. Like, and then As in more that, notated or more prescribed or? Yeah, more notated or just more arranged. Right. Maybe more so than notated. Um, mm. Or just like different systems of notation. Um, mm. You know, I have like lots of improvised projects with people in Sydney, like Jim Denley and Amanda Stewart and Laura Altman and those kind of people. 
Um, and then I'm like more focusing on composition stuff here in Melbourne mm. and kind of improvising with a few people like, you know, Dale Gorfinkel and the Stacks crew and mm -hmm. Lily and Michael McNabb and people like that. Mm. But um, yeah, I'm a bit confused as to what direction I'm going to be taking or right. if there's a set path that I want to take. Like, I just have so many different avenues that I'm looking mm. at. <laughs> yeah, I'm really into that though in the sense that you know, you're, you're not just settling on one thing because you can do what you do so well, you know, oh, and um, <laughs> no, it's beautiful. I mean, and, and, um, the music sounds great, but, but, um, and it also sounds so focused. Um, mm. How about you, Lily? Did you, have you always played music or is it something that you've come to later? Um, I don't have a musical family, but I went to a Steiner school and it's compulsory to learn a string mm. instrument there um, from when you're about nine years old. So I started playing violin then, um, and then like had a phase in my teen years where I was like, Mom, I just want to like listen to Metallica and play guitar, like fuck violin, <laughs> and she was like, having never really controlled me or like forced me to practice at all, was like, no, you have to keep playing violin, and I'm very grateful for her um, mm. taking that step, because now it's yeah. like my favourite thing in the world. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, and then I did a composition degree at Monash, which is where I got into experimental music. Um, and yeah, was really into like very hyper deterministic notation styles, mm -hmm. um, very bossy scores, <laughs> lots and lots of like extended techniques. They often look very pretty though, don't they? I, yeah, well, I got really into handwritten ones and they yeah. just took an eternity. Um, and then I learned how to use Illustrator and I don't know. I got into using like cool fonts and stuff. I don't know. It's very fun. I bet I've moved quite far away from that whole angle now. Um, mm. And more into maybe in the opposite direction of Nick. Maybe more like been improvising for quite a few years now. But I think it's like my, my favourite MO now. And like when I write scores, I do like text scores. Right. Um, right. So far from the like mm. extreme uh, notation mm. style. And, and were you um, writing for yourself? Like were you playing these scores as you were developing them? Um, if I was writing for violin, for sure. But mm. yeah, I did, at Monash, did lots of different stuff. Um, like wrote for uh, like a percussion trio was one of my favourite projects right. from Texas. Right. Um, and that was really fun. And that sort of started my collection of like rubbish percussion items which I now have a lot of <laughs> um, just bits of rubbish that make different noises um, mm. which features in a lot of my work now I guess mm. yeah yeah and what would you say are your current interests um, I know it's such a hard question yeah I, I would hate to be asked that myself <laughs> I think no it's okay but um, they are in control here so yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> bow down Lord Joe yeah. um, <laughs> Um, I would say my thank you maybe to the pandemic and being asked to participate in um, some... You're faking the pandemic? I think, I, I think we're doing Pando Talk now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but like I had to make music by myself for maybe the first time and Mike was like not very comfortable doing it but got really into making collage works. Um, so now... I, almost all my music is collage stuff. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, I think I've heard a couple of them on compilations. Mm, yeah. Um, if anyone wants to hear this work, how would they go about finding it? Well, um, there are two out currently. One on Flux, that's F-L-U-X-X on Bandcamp. Um, the beautiful compilation. And then there's another one out on Music Company. 
Um, and there's another one coming out uh, in the next month on Absorb, which is a new record label to look out for. Very cool. Um, yeah, lots of plugs there, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's what I'm asking for. You know, yeah. people should be able to find your work. And, um, and you know, I love those pieces. Thank um, you. you know, I also did, you know, more recently have gotten into a bit more sort of studio work for similar reasons, actually. It's like trying to really kind of be able to feel creative without needing someone else to make it happen for me or something mm. like that. Um, it's a very different challenge and, mm. um, and you know, keep at it because I want to hear it. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, so the work that you performed together, um, that was your first collaboration, wasn't it? Yeah. Big time. Yeah. So um, how did you guys meet and, um, and maybe what inspired this, this work? On the internet? No, I think we met at the Snacks Play oh, um, in yeah. November. One twenty nineteen. When yeah. I was here playing, I met you so briefly though. I don't think I. Yeah. Um, and I went to bed before your set in like. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Lily. But I heard your music and was like, "Damn, this is so gorgeous!" And then oh. I found out you moved to Melbourne and was like, "Let's do some shit." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you only moved this year. Is that right? Or last in year? December. Right. In December of last year. Were you? Would you say you were the composer of that, Nick? I mean, we both like worked on worked on it, like um, worked out sections. We kind of had two rehearsals, but then we like spoke a lot over the internet, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just being like, "Let's work on this bit." Like Lily worked on her own little part over this section, and then I worked on my own part over this section, and we kind of brought it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I really liked Nick. Definitely brought a lot of the structural components, um, mm-hmm. which was good. I was feeling a bit. Um, very free with the whole situation and I think yeah. maybe it was good to have someone be like Lily we need to <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. rain it in yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. just chill out right? yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean particularly for long works you know it can mm. be a bit of a like you know totally yeah. yeah and then you're standing up there performing and you're like what have I done yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, yeah. I was recently trying out a new thing where I pre-recorded some stuff and was playing it onto a piano sample with these little speakers and um, playing piano along with it and it was a bit of a rush thing, like I hadn't really worked out what the piano part was, but I was just trying the concept. Um, and I sort of, I made this track, it was like 20 minutes long, and I wanted to have like, just be able to see the, the track playing so that I could see how, how far it was through. And then like, I forgot to stop my computer from going to sleep. So about five minutes in, the computer's asleep and I just had no idea like <laughs> how much longer I had to do this stuff. Yeah. So I was just kind of glad that it was this kind of, I don't know, more cyclical repeated stuff that was like, I could just wait this out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but sometimes I think with those longer pieces, you know, having, yeah, almost just having like a template is, is, is helpful. Yeah. Um, and I so mean, there was kind of like three sections. Right. Yeah. Really, like there was the start section and then mm-hmm. the middle section that had the vibrators vibrating on the, mm-hmm. the bowls and stuff. And then we had a bowling section at the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's the set structure. And then yeah. we kind of played within that pretty freely yeah definitely it was yeah pretty simple but like really beautiful i think and um it gave yeah a lot of room for us to sort of build ideas having not had mm. as much time to um get together in person before mm. the show because yeah. i was really busy um mm. but i think that structure worked really nicely with for that yeah um, yeah mm. yeah i think that comes through really well um for anyone listening who um has maybe only heard just a snippet of the piece at the start of the podcast, you know, sort of address that you're a violinist and, and you're a guitarist, but um, listening to the piece, you might not even pick that straight away. Um, would you mind talking about what the, um, the other things 
uh, that you're bringing to the to, to the performance in terms of your setup. You know, I think there were some temple boggles and you know different different techniques for playing that that you know might actually obscure the the more recognizable sound of those instruments. Mm. Um, I was my violin was prepared for um, a portion of it, mostly at the start. Um, I was using like a steel hair clip. Um, which I think sounds so amazing. When I found that, I was like, I'm a genius. <laughs> Sound is going to change the world. Yeah. <laughs> and I was also um, using, I had a string attached to one of my, the strings on the violin and um, covered it in rosin and was pulling on that. Oh, so right. that's kind yeah. of what, um, the like grating sound that people yeah. might be hearing. Yeah. yeah. And you also tuned as well, didn't you? Yeah, I had a, um, a Scordatura detuned sort of situation happening. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> People always forget that tuning is a preparation. True. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I forget. <clears throat> you schooled me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then I guess we had lots of little bells and singing bowls. Mm. I've kind of got all those singing bowls now from Core Fuller, mm. who recently passed away last year. Um, I kind of got a lot of a fair bit of his stuff. Mm. So got those from him got some history there yeah they're kind of um i have no idea where he got them or but he just had so many like that's that's not even half of them wow um, like, that was ridiculous yeah. um so we were bowing those and we had like little bits of metal inside of those that were vibrating as well um mm. from being bowed uh, and we just had mallets and that was kind of it um, mm. I had Evos on the guitar mm. I didn't prepare the guitar at all apart from the tuning mm. got vibrators we had little vibrators on uh, mic stands mm -hmm. that had little bits of metal taped onto them so it kind of gave a softer attack to the yeah, mm. yeah I love that little tinkling on it yeah the, the little tinkling yeah. thing yeah. <laughs> so we, we were kind of like um, putting more things underneath them as the piece kind of went along in the middle mm -hmm. there mm. so it had more chance to hit things yeah yeah well yeah. it's like having a little sort of playground or like a board game for us both to yeah. like move around and yeah. move things in and out of yeah. contact because you were all set, you were set up on a table that you were sort of able yeah. to move around yeah yeah. Yeah. Things, yeah yeah a little landscape yeah yeah. Um, yeah and you mentioned tuning as well and that's that's something that you've been getting very detailed about right yeah so looking at the, um, the harmonic series a lot and the kind of upper partials of that upper spectrum mm. into the harmonic space, I guess you yeah. could say. So kind of searching through space for mm. <laughs> tones that like I like yeah. and <laughs> combinations of tones that I like. and um, Yeah, just very rich colours and mm. you can get so many sounds out of all out of that. Yeah, I've just been searching, still searching, not, not sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I just make a tuning and I'm like, oh, no, it's not really it. And yeah, just keep searching for what yeah. it could be. It's like very cool that every time you retune an instrument, it's kind of like a different instrument. Yeah, mm. yeah. I've really been trying to get a different harmonic on every string, which is quite hard on the guitar. Because, mm. you know, they overlap if you have like, D and A, mm. the fifth partial. Yeah, yeah. D is A, and then you've got A, and it's like, oh, like, how do you? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, 
So trying to, trying to get away from that, which yeah. is difficult. Oh, for anyone who's intri- um, in listening who's not that well-versed in the harmonic series, I'm sure this will sound like gibberish, but... <laughs> um, yeah, but super interesting. And, and I think it's one of those things that, as a listener, you know, I, I might not even be thinking about that sort of stuff, but then the sort of harmonic effect that comes across mm. is... is can be really, really kind of interesting, really, you know, really beautiful. Yeah, a lot of comments were that it was very harmonic. Yeah, mm. yeah. Which I was like, oh, yeah, I guess it, guess it is harmonic. <laughs> I remember when we were writing about that. I'll fix it for next time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is actually a tone piece. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is. We're working with tone. Yeah, mm. true. That's, mm. that's kind of all that's that is, true. right? Like, but, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we, like, definitely had a focus in, or maybe not a focus, but, like, we delighted in whenever there was any really nice beating in our rehearsal. Mm-hmm. So the beating between um, the two tones, like, clashing and creating different um, shaped yeah. wave forms between them. Beats? I don't know. Yeah. yeah I guess <laughs> the, the singing bowls are quite complex because they, they have their own harmonics that come out mm-hmm. of the bowls as well. Mm-hmm. So those harmonics were beating with the violin yeah. or the mm. ebos on the guitar or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was that um, at the very start of the piece, there's this very high-pitched... Is that is that a bow singing bowl? Is that what that is? Because there's kind of like a, a long it's sound like a, and a bell that's hit. It's like a little um, Tibetan bell. Right, right. Um, chime, I guess they're, yeah. they're called. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're very high-pitched. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I suppose that almost becomes a through line as as these other yeah. parts mm. of the texture are kind of almost filling up underneath or yeah. something like that. <laughs> um, so I, I suppose with music like this, like the I would say that the the dynamic of the piece was generally very restrained, um, and when music is so quiet and intimate like that, I often feel like there's this real tension between um, between silence and sound, and is is that something that um, that you think about or is that just me projecting um, I think it's something that I think about I generally make pretty quiet music um, mm. and I think it's kind of evil maybe but like if people can't quite hear what you're doing it's actually like really forces the audience members to like mm. focus on what's happening and I think maybe like I like sharing that space of hyper focus well, what, with, with what I'm doing um, and like inviting the audience members to come in and do that as well um, I just think it leaves so much room for so much detail to play mm. in a really low volume um, and yeah and then like use silence as well to like reflect that even the tiniest sound can actually be so like booming I don't know yeah mm. yeah yeah, yeah, and I, I always find there's something quite theatrical about then watching a performer who's working at such a low dynamic level because often there are things that you can see but can't quite hear, mm. you know, and and um, yeah, I, I personally find that really kind of fascinating. Mm. Um, and uh, you know, I, sp- I suppose when I'm listening to the piece, there are certain things that I'm hearing, um, which um, uh, I suppose there's like a really sort of slow kind of movement, slow development, um, kind of periodic motion, like repetitions and, and kind of stuff like that. And I often find that when music has that combination of, of um, being very kind of restrained, very quiet, and with this sort of periodic feeling that um, it can make me really um, aware of the passing of time, you know, that time itself actually becomes 
um, or the subjective experience of time becomes a part of the piece. Mm. You know, is is that something that you know that is part of the way that you think about the sort of slowness of this music? Mm, slowness. I've I've thought about this quite fast actually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe it goes back to that thing of the silence. Like the silence becomes a, another member in the group. Mm. You know, and it really it takes that presence over the space and it encompasses both the performance, the space, and then the listening. Um, so the silent, the slowness comes from maybe the silence. Because mm. um, <clears throat> we, we, we kind of moved quite fast through it, even like because the performance, we were both a bit nervous. Mm. So we kind of did these gestures a bit faster than maybe what we mm. would have. Like, mm. They still had time to breathe and be in the air. Mm. But they kind of moved quite fast. Yeah. Did you feel that as well? Yeah, really? definitely. Yeah, yeah. But um, it feels maybe calm. as a listener, I think maybe you feel it's a calmness that I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, but I know what you mean because it's constantly changing. Yeah, yeah, it's constantly changing and moving, and like there's always sound. Mm. I don't think there was maybe a little bit of silence, like, mm. but there was kind of constant sound. So it was moving a lot, but it's that space of I guess the the level of volume. And the like interaction with the space mm. that creates that like unsettling feeling to people a bit like yeah and you're you going know, for that like it kind of creating something unsettling they kind of well they're kind of confronted with like they're in a room and it's like they're listening and they're like they're with themselves like mm. it's quite scary to <laughs> be there you know you're in a space <laughs> yeah we're just like, gonna make you listen to our little ding dong noises and you gotta yeah. sit here and think about yourself yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly <laughs> I actually love that <laughs> but even as a like a, a listener in, in those sort of situations you do become really aware of mm. small sounds that normally you would block out Mm. Um, you know, like if you're sitting in your chair and you're like thinking of yeah. shifting around or like you've been crossing your legs and you need to like cross <laughs> the other way so you don't yeah. lose feeling your feet. Like, um, <laughs> that sort of stuff actually has sound and has presence in a space and normally you just block it out but when it's so quiet and so intimate you, you become conscious of your own body as well. Yeah. And, um, you know, everything that comes with it, you know. Yeah, like little yeah. um, gurgling noises in your stomach. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they're so loud in that yeah. moment. Like, but oh are they audible? I don't even know. Like, yeah. uh, well, I suppose when I start thinking, is it always like this? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so when we're creating music, often we get so... I mean, I'm sort of saying we, but what I'm really talking about is me. I get so concerned with... Um, the, I suppose the, the particular concerns I'm working with, and it might be some piece of theory or some type of concept or experience I'm trying to create for myself, um, and I often think that that that's you know really very different to what an audience would be hearing or the way that the audience would be experiencing the work. So, um, but I'd like you to imagine for a moment that you're listening to your performance, having never heard it before, knowing nothing about it, you're just hearing it for the first time. Um, what type of experience of the piece do you think you would have? Whoa. Yeah, it's a hard question. <laughs> so meta joke. Um, that's a real curvy ball. You, you can choose not to answer. I mean, I, I think maybe just stillness and simplicity really kind of comes across. Like, mm. all, everything we did was quite simple. Mm. Like, people can kind of see that gesture and be like, oh, I could, I could do that. Mm. It's just like bowing a bowl. Or like... Mm. 
putting the e-bell on a guitar like and just leaving it like mm. that's that's very uh, simple gesture and I guess the pacing was really like we didn't really it didn't really move super fast as you were mm. saying before mm. um, until the end really mm. when there was the bowing section mm. but even that gesture is like slow but yeah. the the, the um, resulting thing is kind of complex and mm. full mm. Um, so yeah, I think people may have just felt um, relaxed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I just like, I, like I well, well, maybe welcomed into the yeah. that sound world a bit. Like, yeah, and actually, it, I think it is quite a generous sort of um, way to make music. You know, mm. um, unfortunately, I I wasn't able to hear the whole performance. I heard bits of it. You know, um, hiding in the the corner behind. <laughs> I heard about, about a five-minute section, um, and um, and I and it was actually a really beautiful moment in my night, which was quite hectic running oh, around mm. doing organising things, um, to just sort of stand there really silently and try to you know experience the space and the you know the, the sounds and just the beauty of what they sounded like in the acoustic as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like I love that kind of performance stuff where you're like. I hope this is what the audience would have experienced, where you're sort of yeah. like, oh, these people are just doing their, their busy little things and I'm just mm. here and they would be doing it if I was here or not, but I'm here and it's so nice to like, mm. sort of, I don't know, something about the like pace of everything feels really natural and like it is mm. like not necessarily this grandiose performance, but rather like, yeah, we're yeah. just going to start now. You can mm. hang out if you want, listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And hopefully have like a relaxing time. Mm. Yeah, it's like it was pretty, pretty relaxing yeah, music. Yeah. And like, the singing bowls are like a very, it's quite, quite a loaded sound, sure. like culturally loaded. Sure. Um, and I think, yeah, the way that we use them is obviously not always, don't always have little rattly bits of metal in them, but mm. I think it's there, like, yeah, definitely the way we were using them was quite calming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I did want to ask uh, what you have coming up, you know, what you're working on currently and do you have performances that you'd like to tell people about or, or work that you're excited about? Um, I just started doing the Mess Beginners course. Oh, wow. So awesome. I'm learning modular synths. Right. Learning from Robin Fox and Byron Scullin and people like that mm. and getting to play on these old modulars and mm. big systems is really cool. Um, I have two gigs coming up, I guess. Mm-hmm. One in Make It Up Club with Robbie Avername yeah. on the 10th of August, I think. And one at, I forget the concert series. What's that classical piano concert series? Oh, is it Tempo Rubato? I'm playing there oh, yeah. in September sometime. Very cool. Right. Right. I think. Playing prepare piano. Really? Yeah. Are they Huge letting you prepare that? Yeah, they're, they're letting me piano. do it. Wow. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. You'll yeah. be hearing from me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, su- I'm surprised actually there's such a such a um, a trend for really high quality concert instruments to be like shielded at all costs from anyone touching them absolutely them, so. yeah I don't know if it might not happen but <laughs> they've said they, yes they yeah. booked it in yeah. <laughs> if you said prepared piano they probably mean oh so he's practicing for the gig yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and how about you Ili? Um what's what's um, on the cards what's coming up I do have a show with my band coming up which is not oh. um, not experimental music but it doesn't have to be still very gorgeous at the recital center i'm playing with um, my uh, i play with esther from sweetwell and we're playing with gregor and that'll be really good it's on the 13th of august 
Well, thanks for talking. It's been fascinating. Thanks, Joe. Thanks so much, Joe. Thanks, New North. Thanks, New North. <laughs> God bless. <laughs>